Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Uh, Matthew, uh, we've gotten this far, and uh, right right before the uh, Memorial Day weekend, um, but uh, thank you all for, uh, for joining us, and... Um, Matthew, also thank you for uh, um, hosting the, uh, the video again. Uh, looks like things uh, went well last week for um, our, us making our Facebook Live uh, debut. And we're probably going to be doing uh, doing the episodes first. Everyone gets to see the premiere through Facebook Live, and then we uh, we upload the episodes to uh, YouTube after that. Uh, so Matthew, um, well, right again, now, right now, our friends get the exclusive stream. Unless we want to start uh, doing it to just general audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, again, uh, thank you to everyone for uh, joining. And um, so today, Matthew, uh, I thought we'd talk about, um, as you might be aware, the, uh, the World Team Trials, the Challenge Tournament has been going on this weekend. And so I've been uh, following up on that. Uh, it does look like uh, they did all these semi Finals for the uh, all the divisions this morning, and um, so then what is going to happen is, uh, as we talked about uh, within the last few episodes, there were uh, there were sixteen uh, wrestlers who had qualified for their spot, their seed into the final X based on their. Uh, qualifications. Uh, either they had medaled at the World Championships that took place after the Olympics, or they had won an Olympic medal. And uh, so 14 of those 16 wrestlers accepted their slots into the final X um, event. One, one of the two that declined was uh, Gable Stevenson because he wanted to do so the E and the other one was Adelaine Gray, right? Because of pregnancy? Yes. Okay. Uh, Gable Stevenson uh, declined because he has joined the WWE. So he's focusing on that. And then Adeline Gray uh, declined because of her pregnancy. So that meant that uh, So the way things are going at the challenge tournament is if there are – if there is no uh, – Final X opponent that's already in the Final X, that means that whoever won the semifinal this morning uh, ends up, so that means that two wrestlers will go to the, the Final X event, whether it's in Stillwater or if it's in um, New York. And so that means that they don't have to wrestle the finals for today. But if there is a Final X opponent that has already accepted their slot, uh, that means that the uh, the winners of the semifinals from this morning, they do have to wrestle the finals because only one can advance to the final X. And uh, Matthew, it looks like they do it uh, similarly, like they do final X. Basically, you have to win best two out of three. So in the case of the challenge tournament, um, in order to advance to the final X, you have to win best two out of three. I've been monitoring uh, that. Um, there were some matches that already uh, finished the finals because they've been doing that. It's you know it's 
of the final, the, well, the event itself is taking place in uh, Iowa, uh, taking place in, in Iowa, I, I believe, uh, if, I don't know if it was at a Hawkeye Center or if it was um, somewhere else uh, specifically, but that's how things have been going. So, if it's a Hawkeye Center, that means it would have been at I University of Iowa. Uh, sorry. So yeah, actually, I don't have that correct. It was that. Uh, uh, I don't know how you would pronounce it. It's either Coralville or Corralville, um, Iowa. Probably Corral. Corralville. Yeah, considering considering you know it's it's in literally in the middle of the country. Right. Right. So. So with that being said, you know. Uh, now we'll go into the uh, event itself. So uh, let me see here. And you know, there was it was a pretty sizable event going into this. Uh, you know, it, it had a lot of people that were you know obviously trying to get in. And um, so I thought we uh, let me just see. Then uh, I'll go through see who we had. Now it looks like. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going through and I'm looking at the the brackets. Uh, so, um, which would you like me to start off with, just to kind of give give you an idea of, of who advanced to where on this um, freestyle men's or Greco or women's? You think we should? Start well, traditionally, it, traditionally when they go through the divisions, it's men's freestyle, men's or. Men's freestyle Greco and then women's freestyle. So let's uh, let's do it in that order. To, so the results so far. So the results so far. So it looks like 57, so the lightest weight, which was 57.3, it looks like that has concluded. Now, uh, they ended up having a total of uh, 11 wrestlers um, compete in the event. And so and it ended the up happening... Now remind me, was the Pan American Championships a, a, a qualifying criteria for the the challenge tournament? Um, not that I'm aware of. Because uh, so far, my understanding is the World Championships, the Olympics, because it was the same year, the Bill Farrell Memorial, and the U.S. Open. That's my understanding of qualification. And then, and then they did have uh, a final um they, they had a last chance um event as well all oh, right so yeah five different events that you could use I'm not, to... I'm not sure that um so uh if you remember matthew there were quite a few people that had uh ended up qualifying for the event there was something uh let me see if i can uh, let me let me do a search of that NCAA. NCAA was another qualifying criteria. Yes, NCAA was a qualifier. Well, let's call it college qualifier because it varied from division to division. It was NCAA <laughs> D1 in freestyle wrestling. You had down to NAI and Greco, and then in women's, you've got two different tournaments. You've got the... the WCWA tournament and the um the what's it called tournament the uh, NAI Invitational. So uh, let me see here. 
So here's here's what I have. I, I did find the article, so uh, I pulled it up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happens if I if I try to screen share because I don't know if that would mess up. The, uh, well, let's try. Let's okay. try, and if I'll, not, I'll, I could. I'll try it and, and and see what happens here. It's working. So uh, let me see. It's working on my oh. end. So. All right. So, as of May 4th, now, I, uh, I don't know if they ever bothered to update, you know, everyone. Um, I don't know if they bothered to ever, uh, update the, what do you call that, the... Uh, qualifiers. The camp qualifiers, but anyway, so if we're looking at this, Gilman was, you know, Gilman, he accepted the final X, obviously. So then you have... Path of path of least resistance. You can rest up while everyone else is wrestling for for your right. spot. So just with just with this alone, you know, you've got how many here? You've got uh, five when you have Matthew Ramos, who is the U.S. Open champion, and then when you go down, you have eleven plus the four wrestlers who they deem qualified uh, based on the NCAA championship. So you had fifteen wrestlers that were qualified. For the challenge tournament and the way they and so uh oh this is going to help us in terms of like that conundrum that we were trying to figure out of how the how who was qualified how in the u.s open so obviously in this one it was just a straight up one through seven because one through seven were the ones who all um uh here's what i'm here's what i'm finding that's interesting um, I was gonna ask. Two, I was gonna ask too if they were gonna do if they do a true second place because they used to do a true second place um, uh, match. Here's what I'm finding interesting though, because I thought, I thought that the the winner of the U.S. Open got an automatic seed to the semifinal, but I'm looking at where did you read that? I thought I had read it somewhere that 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 was the case, and then I had been talking about that for the past few episodes. Um, because yeah, I think that happened in the past. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. I wonder yeah, if they I changed the criteria. Because yeah, maybe they did. Because Ramos almost won the U.S. Open, but but he's the he, one seed. Right, he is the one seed. So. Maybe that's what they did. Yeah, maybe they but, changed it to where the, the winner is the one seed. That is a possibility. So out of the 15 wrestlers who were qualified for 57 kilos, uh, only 11 uh, decided to participate. And it looks like none of the hmm. wrestlers who qualified um, via the NCAAs, uh, they did not participate. So... It was just well, what, what, um, uh, what, what's it called? Um, what, what years are they in college? So I, I do know that, um, I do know that when I go back here, let me, I know Suriano, he's done. He's done because, um, this was his graduate year. Um, I'm not about Pat Roy. I have to go back and double check. Uh, RBY, uh, he was a senior, but he has eligibility. 
due to COVID. So, so maybe you know, he's just he's just choosing to um, maybe yeah, he just publicly announced that he was coming back uh, to Penn State to wrestle. Uh, so maybe he's just choosing to concentrate on on uh, possibly wrestling. Right, and then once once he gets that that done, then he'll probably work on uh, doing. Well, what's Suriano's plans? Because he didn't wrestle, right? You just said that none of the uh, NCAA guys wrestled, so he didn't wrestle. As far as I know, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at it because you got Suriano, you got yeah, he's not uh, there. Corey, yeah, he's not. You got he's... RBY, and then you got uh, DeSanto. Yeah, none of those guys are there. Yeah, none of those guys are here. Um, and. Did we establish if DeSanto's looking to continue wrestling past college, or is he just going to enter the, the workforce? I have not heard anything about what DeSanto is planning on doing. Which you know, He could be doing any number of things. He could be choosing just to go into the workforce. He could be choosing to possibly go into MMA. He, could, he, just, he may have gotten injured. There's any number of things that could have happened. Right. Like, Cole Conrad, you know, when he was the... Cole Conrad became the first Bellator um, heavyweight champion, and he chose to walk away from the sport because uh, he was going to... He was going to... He got a job uh, selling something in the farming industry. I can't remember what, but he, he... he does pretty well for himself, is my understanding. So it's possible it's possible to get a good job straight out of college. So um, depending on your degree, of course, obviously. Obviously. So, but I guess it didn't matter for Ramos because he ended up being upset by Camacho, who was the four seed. And what had Camacho accomplished? So if we go back to let me see, Jacob Camacho. Uh, took third at the U.S. Open. That was his qualifying qualifier for uh, the World Team. Process. So they so they met, so they they met again in the World Team. Wait, so that means so who who uh, did who did better that would have um, been seated above the? It had to have been the. Uh, wait, go back. So because that means Camacho was. There we go. Church. Um, the the second the second place for the the, the Olympic trials. And then you've got Richard. So let me see here. So obviously they see them. Fourth at the Olympic team trials, and then Arujao placed second at the Olympic team trials. So he was given the two seed. He was given the two seed. Richards was given the three seed. Ramos was the number one seed based on the U.S. Open. Wait, but where's Moulton? Because Moulton Moulton would have been ranked above him. Moulton ended up being the five seed. The five... Do they have, like, a head-to-head? That's the only thing I could think of, is that maybe... Possibly. That's the only possible thing I could could think of maybe they didn't face each other in the um in the the u.s open well they, yeah they maybe they did maybe they didn't because i don't remember the bracket 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'd be too long for us to try and go back to. Practice. Yeah, we're we're not trying to make this a marathon. Right. But um, let me see here. So if we go to the finals, so they do have a third. They do have a third place match. Uh, yes, they did. I suspect that at the final X, they might have a true third place. Possibly. Um, it, what we'd have obviously have to see, but I I do think they have a true third because the or true second because the um you can um the alternates Europe I, I looked this up at the world teams you're allowed to take two alternates, but it's dependent on who who does better. So I'm willing to say that um, they take two alternates and they do the true second to see who the alternate is. The first alternate and then the second alternate, you know. So in 57, Arujal ended up winning the best two out of three. So that means that he is going to advance to face Gilman uh, in the finals as final X. But so uh, I imagine what you're saying then is that um, Camacho could be advancing to. Um, he could also be advancing to possibly have a best or a true second. Yeah, we'll just have to see how the final X go. Cause you know, it's like the rea- the reality is over the amount of time that we have been involved in wrestling, there's a lot that has changed both internationally i mean that's that's obvious we've seen who knows how many oh, yeah. number of changes both internationally and then also um nationally there's a there's been a lot of changes the 20 something years that that's a lot of change so yeah it looks like they did not do a um they did not do a best two out of three for the um, third place third place they only did one so, well, why make him wrestle more than? Well, yeah, why make him wrestle more than you had to when you know you had a right. had that already going on in the third place match? Uh, so just as just let's see, consolation semis. So how did they? Did they have a full? Uh, did, did they just have a repos or did they have a full on bracket? They had a full on no, bracket. They, they 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 had a full on bracket here. That's they don't, they don't do it. They don't do it like they do overseas. Yeah, that's the thing about the U.S. There's all—it's always double elimination. You always get this chance to earn your spot, which is which is always. Nice. That's it's always what nice. it's, and we're unusual. But that's also why, in some way, in a lot of ways, we're better because we yeah. get more wrestling and we get more experience. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you know. From based on my experience alone, it's like if I got matched up, you know, when I was wrestling in Japan, if I got matched up with a guy, you know, with a good guy right off the bat in the first round, like you're you're one and done. I I I've never been a fan of um, single elimination. Single. Elimination. Or that weird round robin because you had to deal with that too, oh, right? That one, that one was even. I, I think that one was even worse. Yeah, you had to you had to deal with that, and now yeah, I only yeah. had. I only had to deal with that at the AAU tournaments, but yeah. Yeah, remember it's like where did we? It's like they would they they yeah they would have AAU tournaments when we had first gotten back here and um, where did we go? Is we went Santa Ana Valley, Corona or something? Or I thought we went to Santa. 
Maybe we did, but we also went to Santa Ana Valley for one. Was it Santa Ana Valley? I, yeah, I know that. There were two was... tournaments. One of them was Santa Ana Valley. Another was somewhere in Corona. Yeah, we, we went far for that that other one. And uh... Well, the thing is, I've looked at it. I don't know why the why there's not a whole lot of AU tournaments in Orange County but um, or Southern California in general. They're all in the desert. Right. I don't know why they're on the high desert, but yeah, they're on the desert. So, um, darn if I know why. Into, before we get too far into um, trying to look at the brackets, I just realized we should go through the semifinals uh, of who got to directly advance the final X uh, of the semifinals uh, that were done this morning. So, um, here, here's, because, here's what I have. Because obviously, we're not going to see the, these guys wrestle until later. Right. So you have, uh, there were three men's freestyles uh, that were uh, done. It was 65 kilos, Evan Henderson, and then Yanni Giacomales. And Matthew, uh, we obviously know Yanni Giacomales because uh, he won the NCAA championship. He's currently a three-time NCAA champion. And uh, he's still got at least at least one year of eligibility. He may have two um, based on the... COVID eligibility if he had it because he was wrestling before um, he wrestled his freshman year before uh, before COVID so uh, you know that means that he may have he may have two years so we could be seeing our uh, you know our first NCAA D1 five time champion yeah because because uh, uh, Hasselrig was a six time, but it was three D two, three D one. Right, three and three. So Yanni could become the first five time NCAA D one champion. So that that remains to be seen. Seventy kilos we had Zane Rutherford and then uh, Jordan Oliver. So that should be an interesting one. That that should be an interesting matchup. Uh, you know, I'd love to see the uh, the matchups, but um, uh, you know, we're both kind of poor guys right now, so can't really pay for the premiums, but hey, you know, we're just trying to do what we do. Uh, and then heavyweight, uh, you know, these guys, uh, Hayden Zilmer and then Nick um, Jadowski, I'm just going to pronounce it that way. I don't know that that's, you know, his name, but uh, these guys benefit. I'd say from... that's, I'd say that knowing, knowing uh, Eastern European uh, pronunciation, I'd, I'd say that's as close as you're going to get. Great. Uh, anyway, so Hayden and Nick benefited from Gable Stevenson withdrawing from the final X. Yep. So they get to move on. Uh, over in uh, women's freestyle, there were four semis that were uh, there were four weight classes, uh, and for the women, uh, 53 kilos was the Taylor. Uh, got a 51 second fall over uh, Haley Franick. And then um, Dom Parrish. So Felicity Taylor versus Dom Parrish for 53 kilos. 59 kilos, Lexi Basham uh, versus Abby Net, Net or Nettie. Um, 72 kilos, Skylar Grote versus Amit Elor. And then 76 kilos, Diamond Guilford versus Yelena McCoy. Now, um, now for these this, these semifinals, which were determining the true fi- uh, the, the final X participants, were these just one match, or were these two out of three? 
I believe the semifinals were one match. So, like, for example... Okay, so the, so the only um, the only two out of three was the, the finals of the challenge tournament. It would tournament. be the finals where you have to determine one person to advance to final X. So, like, for example, Matt, um, like, for example, 61 kilos... Uh, is it 61? Oh, I think 61 has a... So let's go to, for example, the 65 kilo bracket. Um, you know, that's one of the ones that uh, had who, who determined, you know, both wrestlers are advancing. And actually, Henderson was the eight seed, if you're looking at this. Yeah, Henderson is the eight seed uh, against Giacomales, who was the two seed. And um, I think, what did Giacomales... Giacomales, well, he was the fourth place finisher at the Olympic team trials uh, versus Henderson, Evan Henderson, who placed third at the, oh, Yanni took fourth at the Olympic team trials. Evan Henderson took third at the world team trials. The 2021 world team trials. Right. Now, I don't know how they... I don't remember... I um, have to go back and double-check, because obviously you and I are having a bit of a short short memory. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously there was things about, you know, how they got seated uh, and, and such. Anyway, but uh, with that being said, so I believe... They only they only do a semifinals. I don't think they do a best two out of three. Uh, looking at this as it is, uh, because then if you get to the finals, uh, they are not doing. You know, this is how it shows up on Flow's um, website. They don't show a round robin for best two out of three because both wrestlers they aren't wrestling. So that's how that's going. So, with that being said... Now, just to confirm, uh, you told you said that um, as we are talking right now, on uh, Sunday, May 22nd, there's still wrestling going on. I believe that there's still some wrestling going on. Okay. Um, but I think we'll, we'll get to... We'll, we'll get to it shortly. So, you had three freestyle, four freestyle. Now, here is where, you know, you look at... Greco-Roman. Uh, and that's just, be- that's just because we don't have a whole lot of Final X uh, qualifiers with Greco-Roman. No, Greco had the least Final X. Um, I think just looking at this alone... Two, four, uh, six... They did have their... their two, the, the four, 90... six, eight, nine. Yeah, so we only had one was... Final Xer. Right, because you had your, your, your Final X that accepted for Greco was uh, down here, all the way down here. See, look at this. Because they, you know, we just don't have anybody that, you know, qualifies. So. Yeah, we've uh, we've always had good individual Greco guys. We've never, with the exception of like one or two occasions where we did well at the, uh, the world championships, we have never had a good team. So, D'Angelo Hancock from Sunkiss, he was a world bronze medalist, and he accepted. So, that means that it was only Greco 
that has to do a best, you know, 97 has to do a best two out of three. That may be going on right now. Um, and we can double check it, you know, shortly. But yeah, you've got nine, the other nine weight classes that are, you know, all, all, all these guys ended up qualifying. Max Nori versus Brady Kuntz. Uh, you got Dalton Roberts versus Ildar Hafizov at 60. Uh, 63 was Sam Jones over uh, Jesse uh, Steele, I believe that's. Now, now I for I, now I forgot. Did we double check to see if um uh, for those those semifinal final X guys if there was uh still the the um the third place match? I I think yes, they do do they do do third. Place okay. Match, yeah, yeah. Like like I like I said, I'm gonna be interested to see if there is some um, uh, um. Well, like for example, true second. You know, sixty-five. They did do a, a third place bout, but it was only one bout. Uh, you know, McKenna ended up winning over Ian Park at sixty-five freestyle. That's oh. wait. I'm I'm sorry. I I must be blanking. We did we go over that and, and talk about how that was the um the standard. The third place is just one. Yes. Okay. We did. I don't know why I'm so blanked out today. I don't feel fa- uh, hazy or anything like that. That's okay. It's, I think it's been a long week for everyone. Just, uh, uh, not for me, necessarily. The, weather. uh, the weather's been something else. But, uh, well, the weather has been something else, but it hasn't been a long week for me. I, I'm, I'm noticing there's quite a few calls in the Greco matches, and I think, you know, obviously that, that goes without saying that uh, it's probably a lot easier to get your throws in Oh yeah, it's definitely easier. You don't have the the leg defense. Someone picks so, you up. You someone picks you up. There's nothing you can do about it, except try not to break your neck on the fall. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You just have to make sure that you're not hurting, getting hurt on your way down. Uh, I'm just amazed at, at some of the throws that uh, I see. Uh, you know, in Greco matches, it's just amazing. That's that's why I would I would love to get back into it, but um, you know, you just have to have that upper body. So um, let me see here. Let me just finish up with uh, going over the weight classes that are you know semi. I'm trying to remember right? who I was watching. I was watching a Greco match mm-hmm. where yeah, they they did like. Some high lateral throw. Mm-hmm. So 67 kilos, Alex Sancho uh, versus Alston Nutter, 72 kilos, Patrick Smith versus Benji Keith, 77 kilos, Britton Holmes versus Kamal Bay, 82 kilos, Ben Provisor versus Spencer Woods, 87 kilos, Alan Vera versus Timothy Young, and 130 kilos, Bolton Schultz versus Tanner Farmer. So Colton Schultz is in the Greco Final X. So it should be interesting to see that. Now, just to kind of go over, so who who ended up winning the challenge tournament first at 61 kilos? Because that's one of the ones that needs a... So it ended up being Seth Rhodes. 
from SunKist. So then if we go next to, it's going to be 74 kilos, and that's going to be the person that will face off against Dave. And it's going to be Null, Matthew. Jason Null. So isn't that something? Mm hmm So then, who do you have next? Then, 79. Who's going to face Burroughs? That's going to be uh, Chance Marsteller. Ah, they went all three rounds. Ah, oh yes, that's where... <laughs> That's a man. That must have been a barn burner for that one. That makes some exciting. That makes some exciting wrestling right there. Yeah, I, I, well, I think I think uh, I think some of these matches. Yeah, I mean, you can tell they're really they're really into it. Well, okay, no. Nope. <laughs> nope kind of dominated his opponent. So. You know something? I think we're gonna start doing. Um, I. Th- Some highlights from these matches are probably on YouTube, right? I would hope they are. I think we'll probably start looking at the highlights because it's like it's like we're talking about stuff, and we're talking about it academically. We're not, you know, we're not watching these matches, but it would make it would make sense if we actually started watching some of them or parts of it. Actually, that's that's not a bad idea. We can, yeah, we can definitely throw some reactions. Um, I can definitely think of uh, some matches um, that we can do do some uh, some reactions to. Oh yeah, we could do that for like future episodes, like we did with the um, uh, with the the. Yeah, with that match. Yeah, that match. So, so just to kind of just to kind of go off on a bit of a tangent. So, I'm actually okay. So when I talk to one official who I know from my association. Um, I won't name names. About that match? uh, Yeah, so this official was actually, um, he did officiate at that, at at the tournament. So he represented uh, in my organization. And um, the OC. What's the Orange County Wrestling Official Association? Uh, Yeah. So in his mind, you know, they were like, uh, you know, he, he he sided with you know those officials, and so I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know, it's like you know, I just felt that they didn't follow protocol, and, and he, you know, he says, well, what 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 protocols did they need to follow? So, but I did speak to some other because I I did officiate at some local uh, tournaments recently, and I think the I think the opinion is is varied, and um. As it turns out, though, and I think this is where things really got messed up, and, and where people really assumed stuff, and I think it was just a massive mess that happened. And so basically, officials uh, within the past few weeks um, outside of my association and I heard that Buchanan was challenging the near fall was apparently the thing they were not but 
I'm figuring, well, why are you going to challenge the near fall when your when your opponent is when your wrestler is already down? But somehow that ended up turning into the official talking about what well, was that near fall, and then they decided no. But then somehow it got into their heads that oh well, then it probably wasn't even a reversal too. And I think at that point, it's then when they realized that they had messed up, put it lightly. And, um, you know, I just, I, I'm very, I'm very, very certain. One of the things I know that uh, a lot of these other officials are talking about is that there definitely needs to be video replay at the state tournament. And I am... Yeah, there's video replay at the NCAAs. Uh, tournament. Yeah, they have they have review at the NCAA tournament. Why can't they not have review at the state tournaments, especially in a you know very crucial matches? Because that's not the only match I heard that they do it at the Olympics. They've been doing it at the Olympics for years. Oh yeah, I years before years before the the um years before the NCAA started it. So so um I know that the. Uh, yeah, they, they, they do video review. Um, you know, they just had um, some, some Japanese wrestling events. I got to watch some live stream events, uh, you know, for high school and stuff. And there was a match that came down to literally the last second. Um, there was a wrestler who was behind. He was behind, um, I think, uh, 2-0. And he had been scored, you know, um, he got scored once for passivity. And then he got pushed out, so it was a 1-1-4. And he took a shot with, like, five seconds to go, and he got the guy down, but he only got him to his hands. And in freestyle, you have to get your opponent down to his knees in order to score the takedown. And um, it was an Ichifuji match. <laughs> Ichifuji was losing. Um, and so, you know, the... He couldn't get him down to his knees as time expired. And so, obviously, you know, they challenged to see if maybe there was, you know, contact with the mat. And so they were playing the video out. And, um, you know, because they had it on speaker. So I could hear, you know, even though they were viewing off screen, they had the live stream going, but I could hear the audio going. And uh, they obviously did not uh, overturn the ruling. So, and in and in Olympic style wrestling, if you challenge and if you lose your challenge, you also lose a point. So basically, the yeah. So you have to you have to really. I mean, at that point, if you are losing the match, you might as well challenge it because it's it's not gonna you know if you lose you know it doesn't really change. The, the score, I mean, you know, it could change the score in a way. Yeah, it would be beneficial to just hold off and... Um... But, I mean, if you're losing, you might as well go for it. So yeah. the, the final score of that match ended up being 3-0 because they lost the challenge. It was either they were going to win 2-2 on criteria or they were going to lose, you know, 2-0 or 3-0. But going back to, you know, the whole thing about that there definitely needs to be uh, 
video review at at um, the state level. I, I think they're probably, I'm, I'm very sure that a lot of people complain uh, about that result. Um, it could be clear. arguable that, it could be arguable that you might need to do um, just video review in general. Well, obviously it would be dependent on if they have the equipment. Not every team has. I, I, you, you can't do it a local level. You, you just, it, it's not, it's not feasible to do at a local level. Well, if, well, for like example, if we'd done it, if they did it at Masters that year that I was screwed over. I mean, yeah, it would, it, I, I think if you're going to have video review, it has to be a state sanctioned event, hmm. which means that you, um, I think that means that it would be league, PIF, divisionals, and then Masters, and then in terms of California. Um, but uh, I think regular tournaments, you, you, it's not it's not feasible to do. Uh, because I don't think the schools are going to have, they're not going to have the equipment, especially if you're running on multiple mats. It's just not a, a feasible thing to get that many cameras. But definitely for You could maybe do it for dual meets. Maybe. Maybe. That's a, that's a big maybe. Definitely for, at, at minimum, there should be video review for the state sanctions. And I, I am hoping that that will be pushed going forward. You know, I, I'm hoping that the NFHS will consider that going forward because from what I'm hearing, Buchanan benefited from a, a, um, a semifinals match where their guy almost got pinned, but the official didn't call it, and he ended up coming back and winning the match. So, you know, like, eh, hard, hard to say. But, um, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's a lot of things. You know, I don't have a problem with, with you know, if you're going to call it, call it, but, um, you know, and I've, I've made mistakes, you know, I made mistakes like that too, but, you know, you got to make sure that you're applying the rules in the best possible way. And, you know, maybe I'll, you know, depending on where I'm at, if I get to masters or something, I'm very certain that, yeah, if I got to masters, I would probably blow, I'm definitely would blow up. Um, at least one or two calls. I mean, there were some calls. If you're an there official some... in any sport, I don't think you cannot blow at least one call. Right. I, I you know. It's, it's like we, we've we've seen we've willing... like I've seen it in football. I've seen it in wrestling. I've seen it in MMA. I've seen it in basically any sport that I've watched where there is a official. Nobody, nobody, no official in any sport is going to have a 100% um, call rate. Yeah, because you always need, a, you always need, a, you always need a human to call that, and there's always going to be human error, so. It's, I think it's whether or not you're willing to admit where you were wrong, and if you're going to learn from that and grow from it, or if you're going to be, you know, an ignorant a-hole, and, and it's, it's my
which to me goes back which to me goes back to the idea of i think there needs to be some kind of account of, you know it's like it's it's one thing if you're it's one thing if you're a good official and you just you just screw up that's mm-hmm. you know, and you know it's like you have a like 95 or 90% success rate and you know you screw up that's one thing but it's another thing if yeah if you have someone arrogant or someone who's incompetent and is just kept around. I really think there needs to be more accountability across the board in all sports. Not right. it's you know it's because I've seen I've seen screw ups in MMA. I've seen screw ups in wrestling. I've seen it's like we've seen screw ups multiple multiple times. It's like it's and like I said, it's one thing if it's um you know the um. However many years ago when the NFL, the referees union was striking and they had to get in the NC, they had to get in the college uh, football um, officials. That's one thing, but it's a complete another thing if you have someone constantly, 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 constantly screwing up. There needs to be more accountability across the board. It's like there needs to be something where, where, you know, I don't care if it's a board of other officials. And it's done behind closed doors, and the reprimand is private, or if it's or if, if there's transparency and there's public, I don't care. If you want to save face, then have them do closed door sessions. But there needs to be some kind of accountability. So um, I think uh, there was uh, I don't know if you follow John Boy Media, but he does a lot of commentary on on baseball, mm-hmm. and um, he's, I've seen some instances where he's shown that. That there have been some, there have been some MLB umpires that really have some big egos, and um, and I feel like the MLB is one of those places where, um, like the egos are, um, allowed oh, they're, to. They're huge. I, all you have to say is one word, and it can get you tossed from the field. Um, but anyway, so I did, I did watch one highlight where they actually did find a, a, an, a, an umpire for going beyond what he should have. So the, the league find him. The league find him, yes. But you don't hear about this much. You, you don't hear about it unless you really like I like I said, it's like if you if you want to do like I don't care if it's a board of, of people in the le- officials in the league. I don't care if it's a board of just other people in the league. I don't. It's like I don't care what you do. Transparency, closed doors, do something. But what goes on right now does not work in terms of of disciplinary action to officials. It's like it's if they're incompetent if they're incompetent and they're endangering people they need to be thrown out. And if they've got egos, they need to be disciplined. It's you you it's like this isn't about protecting just it's 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 you know this is also about protecting the athletes. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, um let me go back in. I, I'm going to um, re-share. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this pretty quickly so that uh, we can move on to our, our next uh, 
topic, but uh, let me go ahead and screen share really quick about um, the so anyway matthew um yeah so just kind of going into uh who's going to be so you've got um at, at the let's see here so who's going who's chance more stiller again had a 2-1 match barn burner uh at 79 kilos so chance more stiller will advance to face jordan burroughs so, who do we got next? So then after that, you've got uh, the next two, yeah, next two weight classes. Uh, actually, three. What's the next three weight classes? Is that right? Maybe. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, 80, so yeah, 86. Ah, Valencia, Matthew. Ah, Valencia. Zahid. So he will advance face uh, for 86 our 86 kilos that would be David Taylor so Zahid Valencia versus David Taylor and then 92 kilos uh, that person will face Jaden Cox and that is Mr. Jackson, even on here, do I have this right? N. Jackson, okay. Was he a last chance tournament guy? I'm not certain. Maybe. We're supposed to have Nathan Jackson. How come he's not on it? He must have been a... He must have been in the last chance tournament. As a number two seed? Well, where, where else was he? I mean, we've looked at every other event that he was in. Yeah. He wasn't an NCAA qualifier. He wasn't in the NCAA tournament. He wasn't in the U.S. Open. He wasn't... Yeah, that's really... Um... He wasn't in the, the Olympic trial. He wasn't in the... Um... That's really weird. Unless I completely missed something. Last chance qualifier. There we go. Yeah, it took place in New Jersey. not on here 
they get the right guy? This is really weird. Nathan Jackson from NYAC. What? This is really weird. Do we want to try maybe looking up a general... Jackson. This is really weird. Okay, so he's got a college background. Yeah, that 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 goes without saying. This is really weird. WrestleStat. Do do you want to look up WrestleStat? What what would they have? Like, that's the only thing I could think of. Season Unless they got an entry wrong. Princeton Wrestling Club. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, this is, this is kind of weird. This is really weird. Where did this guy come from? If he's not on the list. Do they have an article about the results? They might. Actually, well, yeah, I think they do. Five top seeds are knocked off as da 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 da. Well, he's on here. They said Nathan Jackson of NYAC. I don't, that's really weird. Unless, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Moving on. It doesn't make any sense to, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to go over it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, below. yeah, we're befuddled at this point, but there's, yeah. Some, some, someone missed something somewhere. Yeah, someone missed something somewhere. And then this, this other wrestler, Colin Moore. Let's see the entry list. Colin Moore. He's not on. He's not in the last chance thing. So there's some weird stuff going on here. I don't get it. Number two seed, Colin Moore. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. There's one thing I could think of. There's one thing I could think of. What, what, yes. who represented the Pan Am, uh, the guys at the Pan Ams? Uh, Do we have a uh, list? Uh, yeah, could, it, that's the only thing I could possibly think of. It might be right. Okay, hold on. Go back to this. Yeah, you might be right, Math. It might be Pan Ams. Go back to... 
Wrestling, Pan Am, Pan American Games, 2022. No, no. Okay, it was a thought. Yeah. Really weird. Okay. All right. Well, let's see here. Let's finish this up then. Women's freestyle 50. Okay. So, who advances to face? Um, let's see. Women's. Sarah Hildebrand is in the final X for women. So, who faces her? Uh, Alyssa Lamp of Sunkissed uh, advances to the final X. Then you've got who is next? Uh, 53, uh, you have the two women. So and then Jenna Burkett at 55 is your is the final X uh, opponent. So then Jakara Winchester of the USLP Titan Mercury. She advances. Uh, then the next one, uh, Helen Marillis uh, did uh, accept. So then at 57 kilos, which it looks like some of these these um, weight classes weren't that big because there was only seven here. I'd imagine because you know it's it's uh, it's it's the women. There's not as much wrestling. Ellie, Alexandra Hedrick of Titan Mercury uh, did advance. So then who do we have uh, after that? So then 62 kilos, Kayla Miracle. So then we go to 62. You had your winner there was Jennifer Rogers of Titan Mercury. And uh, looks like uh, it was only that one weight class, 74 kilos, that we had a we had from what I'm seeing so far, there were three, three, they had to go the full three matches. Yeah, it seems like most of them, the, the challenger is pretty dominant. Right, the challenger was, was pretty dominant there. So then, uh, oh, sorry. Then you got to go to 65 and then 68 to 65. So at 65 kilos, you had the best two out of three. Oh, here we go. Our second uh, three-match event. And the winner ended up being Mallory Belty of Titan Mercury. So she will challenge uh, Forrest Molinari. And then the challenger for Tamira Menza Stock at 60. Eight kilos. By the way, I did see that here we have Tyra Cantillo from uh, formerly of San Ana Falls Wrestling. Um, although unfortunately she went two and out, uh, but she's at Grand. She hey, she made. Hey, she made it. Yeah, she made it. I mean, so, what? When was the? What was the last last San Ana alumni that you could think of? Wait, was it? Um. Well, Ruiz qualified for the 2012 Olympics, but. He represented Mexico. So, right. And actually, I think Tyra Cantillo is the first 
wrestler under Coach Silva that I know of to qualify for the U.S. Wilson Trials. But I may be wrong, but I'd have to do a lot of digging. But she's the first wrestler that I know of, um, formerly under Coach Vince Silva, to qualify for the Wilson Trials. But I will do some digging on that and get back to you. Uh, anyway, the challenger to Tamira Menzestock is going to be Sienna Ramirez of the Southern Oregon Regional Training Center. So, and oh, she won on basically a four-point move. So, that that criteria, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I think it, I think in a way, Matthew, this is good how they did this because I think it really. Um, it really makes things interesting, don't you think? The, the criteria, you mean? Yeah, the criteria. Yeah, it really does make things interesting, and we don't have to do overtimes. Yeah, very true. Um, it's very don't have to make the wrestlers wrestle longer than they have to. Well, I think the other thing is, um, you know, they don't have to... Like, remember that, that weird leg... Um, the weird leg thing when, when it was best two out of three. You remember that? Weird leg thing. Uh... So, so okay. So what ended up happening was when, when if they had to go to overtime uh, in that... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They, they put them in on a, yeah, on a... Um... On, a on a leg lock or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was the equivalent of the, of the clinch. Yeah. Really weird. Okay, so Max and Amos is your is going to challenge um, uh, uh, D'Angelo Hancock at ninety-seven. The only so, Greco. The only. So, so now we're we're all set. June third is the first final X event. So Matthew. it looks like the challenge tournament had wrapped up. Yeah, it wrapped up. We 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 took long enough that uh, you know it did. Uh, wrap up, which is good. So, with that being uh, you know, and then what's going to happen with the people who directly advance based on their semifinals? So, um, could be interesting, like you said, about, you know, will anybody, will they have like a true second or like a true third place match? You know, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing. What would happen with that? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about that at all. Yep. Um, so is, uh, I actually have something to share as well. Um, are, is this, is that what you were going to discuss or do you have something else? Uh, so uh, I've got the other thing was just kind of going, just kind of brushing over the signings real quick, but, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over the signings. So let me, let me, so let me screen share on the, on the signings. Uh, and this is from the Cal Grappler. So, you know, just seeing what they, what they have so far related to, you know, signings. Um, and so. What do they have with signings so far? And uh, actually, I will 
preparing the wrong screen. Yeah, that's Markiplier, right? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I like the. Okay, so. Uh, you know, and again, it's it's kind of undetermined as to you know. I think I was in this thing uh, when I went to Mobap. Oh, that yeah, that would have been interesting, if, you know, if that was the case. Wait, what was I, like, now? I I forgot what was the old uh, forum that Cal Grappler replaced. The old forum was the California Wrestler. Okay, yeah, I think I appeared in the California Wrestler. Um, yeah, did you actually? So, did you actually sign? A letter of intent, uh, or did or did you just show up as committed or something like that? I think I just showed up as yeah. I don't think I ever signed a letter of intent. I just yeah, I just showed up as committed. So I think these, you know, and again, this is now. I don't know how old some of these signings are, um, and so I don't know when this was last updated, but. I think, you know, I went to the Cal Grappler website and this was the first thing that showed up. I think this has been updated, you know, recently. So, but anyway, just kind of look in and, and they, they, they are showing who's signed, who has given verbal commitments. And so I think just looking at who's who's staying in California. So, I mean, you, know, you got one guy from AS, uh, going to ASU from Palm Desert, which, uh, you know, Palm Desert was the one school who really, really performed. Um, at the state tournament, um, you have a couple of people going going to Army West Point. Uh, one That's impressive. Was, you know, that is actually yes. Because I, I only know of one guy <laughs> in Southern California who went to actually. Uh, actually, there was one other guy aside from Travis Featherstone. Hmm. I don't know what happened so, to. I don't know what happened to. Him. I don't know how long he was in the army, or maybe if he still is. So then, uh, when we're getting into California schools, you got six people that are committed, six wrestlers committed to Cal Baptist. That and one, that one uh, Japanese guy is. Uh... Yeah, actually, his I, I know him because he had a brother who also wrestled. And um... are th- I'm guessing from the fact that he has a Japanese first name that he's probably. From Japan, or at least has pure Japanese no. parents. Uh, he's got Japanese parents. Uh, the, because uh, I know the other guy. I think the other guy wrestled at his his brother. I know wrestled. I think for Torrance or something like that. And I think he was either at Torrance or somewhere else because he actually transferred to, to Calvary Chapel. His brother? No, uh, Yoshia. Okay. She had transferred from whichever high school he was originally at. He transferred to Calvary Chapel. Um, and obviously so did well was, enough to where he's going to Cal Baptist. Yeah. So they have they have five signed uh, commitments. Uh, so that's Cal Baptist. And then if you go down, obviously Cal Poly. Uh, now in their case, though, they only have they have how many that have. They've got nine wrestlers that have committed, but only one has signed on. And, of course, he's from Morro Bay, so he's a local boy because Morro Bay is right up there. Right there. Mm-hmm. So 
the Clovises are nearby. Right. That, that's, um, that's a few hours drive away. Now, this is interesting. I didn't know that there was a second Corona Del Mar High School. Uh, I know there's one, you know, out in Newport, uh, but I didn't know there was a second one in San Diego. Oh, I didn't know either. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, I, I know this guy, Luke Meyer from Capitol Valley. Uh, I saw him, and actually, he, uh, I think he was playing football also, but, um, so he, he got, I think, did he, yeah, he got to the state tournament, I think. I, I don't think he placed, though. Uh, but when, he must have done something uh, over the, over the break, though, because I, in the, in the couple of freestyle tournaments that I, um, that I officiated at, and I got to officiate a couple of his matches, and he he got into like shape and everything, because he was moving not like he had been doing during the during the season. I don't know what <laughs> what happened with him. So so he, he went from a traditional heavyweight who's like two oh no whales bumping into each other to like an actual athletic heavyweight, not necessarily like. Like like a Steve Mako, maybe he might be something to look out look out for. You know, as far as how far it's in. I use, I, I say a Steve Mako because you know Mako was big, but he was still on the athletic side. Yeah, he's so, obviously unless he's like a Hulk like Brock Lesnar, then. <laughs> so it should be interesting. Luke Meyer from Capitol Valley. I don't know if I mentioned this, but um. Brock Lesnar, I think, admit to taking steroids, but here's the thing. You know, I, you've seen footage of him in college, right? Uh, I've seen the one where he won the final. Yeah, he was, well, you've seen him. He was a, he was like an ox in, 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 um, in college, so he was already a big guy to begin with. The only thing that maybe the steroids did was maybe just help, um... Slim him down maybe a little bit, but so nine nine going to Cal Poly, but one is signed. Now go down to Case Western Reserve. I've never heard of that college. I've never heard of. I've heard of Shannon State. Clack, 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 clack a mess. That's in Oregon. What? What? What division is that? Not sure. Like I've I've heard of all these other colleges, Shandron State. I know of what's it called reserve. I have no idea. Clackamas. Okay, that's Clackamas. Okay, so Clackamas. Oh, community college. It's it's. I see it down there. It's a community college. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that makes all, all the sense in the world now. Okay. So but the, the Case Western Reserve... Yeah, I have no idea where that's at. Shadron State. Shadron State, that's probably a D3 school. So let's let's look at Cal Bakersfield. Um, looks like they've got, the, they've got quite a few people signed. Six out of seven commitments have signed on. Um, and it does look like now this is interesting. So they they have one guy from. I'm assuming I'm a 
assuming that all these that I'm assuming by the fact that they're signed so many guys that like me, a lot of these guys were not placers. Probably not, because like for example, when I did and maybe I just like when I when I officiated CIF, I don't remember seeing this guy. I don't think he rep Calvary Chapel, but maybe I didn't see him. Um, you know, there's probably quite a few guys like that, you know, that are out there. I mean, maybe a bunch of these guys made it to, I mean, maybe a bunch of these guys made it to state. I was unusual in that I was able to not even make it to state and still get a scholarship. Actually, no, wait a minute. I wasn't the only guy. There was that one kid from Sunny Hills. I forget his name. He was, he was my grade and he, oh, he also went to William Penn. Because, you know, we talked about Emmanuel Hernandez, my teammate. He went to William Penn and, uh. The yeah the the guy from Sunny Hills he also made it to William Penn. I don't even know if he made it to Masters. To be perfectly honest, the guy the guy that from uh... oh <laughs> that's I was like wait a minute why is there someone from Fresno staying and it says football? It's like oh okay that makes sense. Oh yeah that one. What? Um, oh, yeah. Whatever. Pueblo, so Colorado State Pueblo. I don't think that's the Colorado State. Uh... So that probably means that this is probably a D two or an, a D three. I think it's a D. I'd like to say a D two, but I might be wrong. Cumberland, that name came up recently. NAI. I can tell right now. Did NAI. You ever, did, did you ever? Did Mobap ever have to go against Dickinson State? Dual wise. Well, remember. Or, uh, they might have actually done one away duel, and of course, at the time, because I wasn't in the varsity lineup, I didn't have to go. Because okay. uh, there were, because remember, I was only on varsity for two years, and it was, well, let's see, my sophomore year, it was for the fall semester. After that, a guy transferred in and took my spot, which. I'll be perfectly honest, I wasn't completely disappointed about considering that season there were multiple times where um, the guys had to weigh in for three, uh, like, there were two or three weeks where we had two duels and a tournament, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I don't, you know, I remember a cast where I talked about how at the time, there was uh, how at one point there was a um for like event situations like that there was a um way in for one and then just go but that was probably before they they were a little bit more stricter on weight cutting but there was also a time where um you would just have to weigh in you would have to weigh in on weight for one then if you had two other weigh-ins, you bring the coach brings the paperwork and they would get a one pound weight allowance for each consecutive weigh-in. So for example, if it was one sixty five, you weigh in the Thursday for the duel, then you uh, you do Friday one pound, one six one sixty six. And then for the, the tournament one sixty seven. But uh that was not around at that by by the time I was there, it, that wasn't happening. So the guys who had to wrestle, mm-hmm. those three, all three 
had to weigh in all three times. <laughs> it was it was funny. I was I was teasing. I once I was teasing one of my teammates. I was like, I am so happy. I don't have to make weight for these three days in a row. <laughs> Yeah. And my teammate was like, I hate you. <laughs> it, it was one of the teammates that I got along with really well, so that's why I was comfortable actually saying that. <laughs> he was actually one of the teammates that I... Clayton Olsen. I stayed with him my sophomore year for um for Thanksgiving. That's good. And he was one of the few guys that I was I stayed from my, my freshman year to my senior year with. Cause by cause by the time we all graduated, there was only three or four of us left. Yeah. Because everyone else had dropped out. We had some people that transferred in, but of that freshman class of fifteen, twenty guys, yeah, there was just the four of us left. Three or four of us left by that time. Yeah. And co- um, coincidentally, it was the ones who were actually Christians, because um. You know, uh, I'm sure, I'm, from my understanding, other colleges do this as well, but, you know, MOBAP, um, you know, a lot of the guys were Christian in name only, or, and one, one of the guys, that, one of the guys was a Muslim. May know about, but, uh, mean, you know, so, you know, it's, it, Jackson was not, Jackson, and like I said, he's not the only guy. I've seen this at a lot of Christian colleges across the board. They don't recruit based off your faith. But I, the way that Jackson saw it, he saw it as a ministry opportunity. I know that we're getting a little bit more into, you know, you know our, 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 our Christianity, um, but this is as far as I'll go with that. He he saw it as an outreach opportunity. Okay. Um, Menlo, Lehigh, Menlo, Iowa, yeah. Iowa yeah, Central, yeah. that's a community college. I know that. Because, yeah. again, again, he's one of those guys I can't remember, but uh, there's a uh, there was an Elmo guy who was my year who went to Iowa Central. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes Elmo will get, a couple of these schools will get really, really good guys, and, but it's just one guy. Like, remember, I think Esperanza had, had, a, had a state champion this year. This year? Uh, Is? That, oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, they had, they had a state champion a couple of years. It was uh, the guy from, the kid from El Dorado this year. He won. He's like a sophomore or something. Wow, I don't remember the last. Has has Steve Lawson ever had a, a state champion? He's had a few. He's taking a state champion. I think yeah. Like I know that he he's taking multiple guys to state and placed them, but I I didn't know he had state champions. Yeah. Um. Let me see here. Do we have anyone else that is going to California? Oregon Ooh, State, I mean, Northwest Michigan State. We got a Nebraska. We got going. Nebraska, Northwestern, Northwestern IA. Wait, is that yeah. what? Wait, is Nebraska West? Is that what they call Nebraska Kearney? Because I remember Nebraska Kearney had that antelope. Uh, let's see. No, uh, it looks like it's a uh, no, it's a private school. Uh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I was. All right, so just to kind of finish up, do we have anyone? Uh, okay, we got two guys going to San Francisco State. 
State. Stanford. Stanford. We can and then college. we have one commitment to Vanguard from Cyprus. That's interesting. I wonder why more guy more local guys aren't going to Vanguard. Well, I'm very sure that has to do with um, what what is what is if Well, yeah, if, if I'd had the opportunity to wrestle local, I would have wrestled local. If I could have gone straight out of, uh, straight, straight out of, of, my goal was always, if possible, go straight out of, call, uh, straight into a four year. Sack? I'm sure I would have benefited under Silva, but the fact of the matter was, Sack was always a last resort. Oh, at, at that time, it would have been very competitive. You would, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you would not have gotten on the lineup. The lineup at, at that time, if you had gone to sack, yeah, you would, you would not have gotten on. That's, that was another reason why I was trying to get into a four year because the, the fact of the matter was, I just wouldn't have been able to do well. I could have probably gone somewhere I remember, else. I, re- I remember Dad saying. He would have, if you were to have gone to a community college, he would have had to go to Mount Sac because uh, they were not good at the time. time. Yeah, they were not as good at the time as 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 um, they are now. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's basically what it looks like right now. Looks like you know, I mean, it, when it's when it's coming to the you know schools in California, it looks like Cal Bakersfield and Cal Poly are the uh, the obvious front runners for getting the most people signed on, but um, you know, but I'm, you know, it's not like what what. But I think the that list though, what it doesn't, um, what it fails to show is people who went on to community colleges. And if they were successful at the community college level and then going on the four years, where were they going? So, you know, the list, I'm not going to say it's misleading. It's Um, incomplete. And, you know, there there just seems to be a thing about not showing a lot of love for the community colleges out here. You know, another, um, another thing, um, Another option I maybe could have considered would maybe have been like Victor Valley. Because I forgot, they don't have a wrestling program anymore, right? Oh, Victor Valley does have a wrestling program. I thought they cut it at one point. Um, They were in danger of cutting it. Oh, okay. The program that that did get cut, though, in in the southern region, but did come back was more fun. Oh, oh! Well, at least, at least one came back. Behind that, because um, the coach who runs Moore Park right now is Lindley Kistler, who was a part of, um, I guess they're, they're called the Kistler Brothers. Uh huh. And so they were all pretty successful. And I know that that Lindley was a from his pro 
he was a um, All-American, just like Coach Silva was. But um, I know that uh, he likes he likes Coach Silva because you know there's not a lot of, of uh, not, not a lot of coaches in the community college as far as I know that are D1 wrestlers. But I mean, if I were to name some names, it'd be Vince Silva, Linwood Kistler, um, Paul Keesaw, obviously. Um, and some others, I, I, I'd have to go through to find out how all the other coaches did. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's just something that's kind of interesting. But see, uh, the reason why, um, you know, Lindley Kistler likes to talk with Silva a lot is because they wrestled around the same time. And Kistler was at Iowa. Ah! At that time, you know, that was that was when there was a really fierce rivalry between Oklahoma State and Iowa. You know, trying to go for the, the, the championship there. Um, of course, now, you know, it's, it's the, the really big rivalry right now is Iowa and Penn State. Penn State. Anyway, that's that's how that goes. Okay. Um, well, so. Uh, so yeah, in, in closing, Matthew, I know that you want to discuss something. Uh, yeah. So I went and did a bunch of research um, this last week about some of the stuff we talked about um, in the last podcast. So um, I looked up some stuff from both the 2021 World Championships. The Pan American Championships, um, the Olympics, and also some stuff even about the regional training centers. So, um, with the world, uh, with the Olympics, I'll just start as far out as possible. Uh, for the Olympics, um, for uh, twenty twenty, there was two hundred eighty nine spots available to wrestle in. Um, a f- I think four of those were actually reserved. For the host nation. Yes, I think, yeah, the host nation will get. Yeah, I, yeah, I looked that up, and yeah, the host nation does get to get some. I think it happened in Rio as well. I don't know if it's varied over the years, but definitely for both Rio and um, Tokyo, they had four spots. Um, the Automatically. Yeah. So the 289 spots basically came out to basically a 16-man bracket for all the division except for one, which had a 17-man bracket, and I probably should have written that down, which which um, weight class that was. But um, in order to reduce things, the African and Oceanic uh, regionals was combined into one tournament. That would, that would make sense. Yeah, so normally it's... So on non-Olympic years, it's the Pan Ams, European, Asian, African, and Oce- uh, Oceania. Yeah, Oceania. But for this tournament, for for um, the Olympics, they put it down to four regions. Okay, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that was about the Olympics. So the last, the world championships for last year. Um, so 
obviously one question you asked was whether the um there were any African nations. I looked up Nigeria, Kenya, and Egypt all sent wrestlers. And I think they sent them in all three uh divisions. Oh really? Yeah. Like I um Yeah. I think Egypt may not did did Egypt send any women? I'm they did. Curious. Believe it or not, they did. So I I'm actually now well, what, here's an interesting thing. Um, I remember a while back, I don't remember which Olympics this was, but Egypt actually sent a women's volleyball team. And some of the women were wearing uh, hijabs, but they were yes, they were out there's, there. There's, I, I, I um, you know, to kind of, kind of, a, a little bit off, but I've, I've seen, um, you know, like, there, there are some Muslim women that, you know, obviously there's Muslim men and women who do wrestle in the United States. And then I've seen some who, you know, in, in the case of the women who do adhere to the hijab, uh, you know, they, they do have specialized wrestling attire uh, for that. Um, also, when it comes to, you know, um, covering the hair. Why do we get a feeling that it's like some kind of like lycra spandex it, type it, thing that like looks like a hijab but yeah, it's just it, like it, something with a with a right it, 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 it kind of is when i when i was looking because i saw i saw that in a, in a highlight match you know so it, it that kind of piqued my interest because i i know you know egypt does seem a bit a bit more lax on that compared to i think you know which country i'm talking about oh yeah Iran, you know, because... Iran doesn't even allow women to compete in any sport. Yeah, Iran, um, you know, for the Olympics, they always, they qualify the men in all all the weight classes, but they never send women. And that's that's about as, as much as I'll, you know, I'll get in that political topic. But, so, Egypt, Nigeria, and Kenya, so that, you know... Um, you know, here's here's my theory on that. A lot of these, let's face it, Africa is made up of po- mostly poor nations. So when it comes to sports, they're going to invest their money in the sports that um, they do best at and that give them the most exposure. So track... Basketball, if they get into it, swimming, just stuff like that. That's what they're going to. That's what they're going to concentrate on. Wrestling, as far as they're concerned, is a backburner thing. Now, I have no idea um, if athletes are able to go on their own, but you know, if, if I'm sure that if you have a good enough athlete, they'd be, you know that can. Yeah, I think some countries do provide for that, but I'm not sure as to how much. If you, I think if you've got an athlete who can who can afford to just go uh, by themselves, right. and they'll they'll go. But right. obviously, for um, Africa, you know, it's it's a low priority. Most people are starving. They're trying to, you know, they're concentrating on other stuff. It's, and you know, wrestling is not high on their priority list. What else did you find out? Man? 
Okay, so um, there were uh, um, 67 teams across the three divisions that went. There were 36 women, 49 men Greco, and 53 uh, men's freestyle. So, um, I actually, um, highlighted the teams that took full, um, teams in at least one category. So, India, Japan, Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the U.S. all took full teams in each category. Mongolia, this is very interesting took full teams in men and women's freestyle. No Greco wrestlers. But I was thinking about it. Wouldn't Mongolian wrestling be more similar to um, freestyle in that regard? Probably. So maybe that's just... that's. Because of the crossover, they just concentrate on that, and maybe they just don't even Probably. bother with yeah, Greco. They don't, they, don't, um, they don't get much in the Greco. Um, so other teams that um, sent some full divisions, um, Georgia and Iran both sent full men's teams. No women for either of those. That surprised me about Georgia. You know, I'm thinking about it, unless, Georgia. Unless they didn't qualify. Well, maybe that, but I was also thinking about it. Georgia is one of those central republics. I haven't looked it up, but maybe they just have that type of um, mentality of, well, women just don't do sports. Maybe. I might be wrong. Or maybe they just didn't qualify anyone. Um, so into some other ones, just to uh, uh, um, about the teams. Um, Kazakhstan sent a full Greco team. Nine men in freestyle, eight women in, uh, and eight women. South Korea sent full men's teams and seven women. And then at, um, did I mention Azerbaijan? No, you did not mention Azerbaijan. Uh, sent a full Greco team, nine men and three women. Um, then, um, the Pan American Championships, I looked it up. So, there's 40 total, um, I'll just say federations, because we have a lot of territories like Puerto Rico, Bermuda, the U.S. Virgin Islands that are all territories of other nations, but are Mm -hmm. autonomous. So... 40 nations were eligible to send teams to the, the Pan American Games. And as we, I don't know if you looked closely at last week, but only 21 sent teams. Jamaica was one of the teams yeah. that didn't even send anybody. Well, as we know from the movie Full Running, maybe they don't have a, maybe they might not have a wrestling team. Well, yeah, well, that, but I was also thinking that, again, a lot of the nations in the Americas, again, well, obviously some of them are small, like if you, especially if you go around the Caribbean, but some of them, 
Same thing, same situation with Africa. A lot of them are poor. A lot of them are just concentrating on surviving day to day, let alone. And then for those who have sports, they're probably concentrating on other stuff. So, so, um, just a little bit of a, of a side topic. So there was a, um, you know, when I was in Japan, wrestling in Japan, and um, there was a couple times I went to the Nihon University um, dormitory for the for the wrestling team, and that's where the wrestlers stayed, and that's where they also did their practices. So I got to meet a couple of guys, you know, that you know, while I was there. That was like when you would the, do that, like whatever, like trips, right? Right. Yeah, I do some of those trips, and um, one of the interesting ones was. Um, so, you know, I met a couple guys there, you know, I follow some of them on like, you know, Facebook, IG, you know, just in social media in general. And there's one guy I know that he moved to, I don't remember which country it is, but it, it's a, it's a Pacific Island. And, uh, I'm not sure what he does as his main job, but he does post about, he is the head coach for the, for the national team. Um, there now, I don't think they qualify anyone normally, but he does. You know, he does do the. He does show like you know, the, you know the the team after they're done practicing and stuff. So, you know, there's a I, I I gotta admire you know some of these guys that will go out from the developed nations and they go out to you know the underdeveloped or, or poor nations to go out and you know put a team together. Oh, um, so, uh, something else I forgot to mention, going back to the, the, um, the world championships last year, um, the largest bracket was Greco 77 kilos, 31 wrestlers. One wrestler got a buy into the first round and that was the, um, the one seat. That was from last year, right? That was from last year, which kind of puts a monkey wrench into the works of your theory that six top six of each region yeah because top six of each region would lead to a um wait a minute were you able to break down by region or no um maybe i could do that as another um Another project? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make that as another project. Um, I want to, but the the the, the, the there were two divisions uh, that were the smallest, uh, seventy two kilos and fifty five kilos women, fourteen weight class, uh, fourteen wrestlers. That's so really, yeah. Do they? I wonder if they delegate just spots or how. I mean, I'm almost wondering if that's something we have to dig into. Yeah, that's a, yeah. How do they delegate spots? I mean, I'm wondering if it almost works like, you know, remember how the NCAA will delegate spots to each of the conferences based on their performances? Yeah. And, but what doesn't make sense is, is, the NCAA gives 33 spots in total across the divisions. So the fact that you're going to have something like 31 wrestlers in one weight class 
and then you have 14 wrestlers in a couple of other weight classes. Makes no sense as to why you have this discrepancy. Yeah, that is true. Um, oh, yeah. So one last thing. I looked up something about uh, the requirements for the regional training centers that, you know, the thing that we talked about yeah um i looked up the requirements specifically for the regional training centers not related to the ncaa just the the usa wrestling requirements you can't recruit so the one thing one of the things that the ncaa wants to crack down on doesn't even happen anyways Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's. Yeah, it specifically said it. It specifically said they cannot. They cannot. Um, they cannot email. They the coaches cannot email prospective wrestlers. They cannot text or phone call prospective wrestlers. So they can't. They cannot do any kind of phone communication. They cannot do any electronic communication. So. So if they're not allowed to do it, then why are they making up these? Yeah, sounds like a witch hunt. NCAA, I, I think the NCAA doesn't, you know, the guys running the NCAA. You know, it's, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest. It's ironic how they're, they're like, okay, well, we're willing to give women's wrestling a shot. And here they are cracking down on the sport still. Yeah, NCAA just, I like to hate on Unfortunate. Yeah, un- unfortunately. Uh, you know, let's face it, Title Nine did serve mm-hmm. a purpose, and, you know, they're like, you know, there's a big old 50th anniversary campaign right now, but let's face it, there was an un- I am 90% mm-hmm. sure that it was unintended, but, you know, look, like, our sport, the, the Division One wrestling is literally made up of half the programs that it did before Title Nine was put into play. Half the programs are gone. Like, we've seen programs when we've been involved in the sport go, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. And like, we were just talking about, um, uh, we are just talking about, you know, community college programs. I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering if Title IX was responsible because you know how many, you know how many community colleges used to sponsor used to sponsor wrestling back in the day. There was weren't there something like ten just in Orange County alone? Yeah. I think the number of community colleges that sponsored wrestling I looked it up OC almost equivalent was almost equivalent to the number of D one programs that there are right now. Yeah, like I looked like uh I I remember some looking up something that OCC had a program. Fullerton College had a program. Cypress College had a program Golden West had a program. Going outside, Glendale College had a program. All these colleges had programs, and they're gone. Sequoias near you. Really? They had a, they had a program. Um, San Bernardino had a program. In fact, San Bernardino. Um, Community College. Yeah, San Bernardino Community College. They actually. Let me make sure because I've got a I got a program from the last um, from the last from the state tournament from last year and um, it lists the the state champions. 
list the state, yeah, list the state champions, and I think San Bernardino, yeah, San Bernardino Valley. Um, San Bernardino Valley. They they won six titles. Six. Six titles. And the so and, and so the, the program just yeah see and Sequoia Sequoia has won two titles. You know, so yeah, I'm I'm willing to bet that yes, Title Nine definitely killed, um, you know, off three quarters of the community colleges in, in California. You know, there used to be a time where California being a separate entity from the NJCAA. Made sense. Made complete sense. And for some sports, it probably still does. But. Yeah. And and honestly, even wrestling, wrestling is still pretty large in California in terms of community colleges. I think it's like still like a third to a quarter of as many of the um, NJCAA um, number. But it's not what it used to be. Yeah, like um, schools that also had like individual state champions. San Bernardino Valley had 20, Cypress had 18, Old West had 12. Um, I don't know if you know where West Valley is. I think it's up in, in the um, central region somewhere. They're no longer around. They were around when I was wrestling there. Old West had 12. Um, Sequoia's had 10. Well, there used to be a Foothill College. I don't know where that was at. Fullerton, they had some they had some state champions. Orange Coast had some state champions. Los, Los Angeles City College. San Diego City. Ventura College. Los Angeles Pierce. I mean... That's an interesting. West Hills only had one individual champion before. That can't be right. That can't be right. I have to look up some stuff here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely not shy away from railing on how people. I, I think, I think it comes down to a gross misuse of Title IX by college. Um, administrators. Yeah, because they look at, at wrestling as an expendable sport. Yeah. I mean, it does, you know, and, and honestly, yeah, it does not cost a lot to run the sport. Yeah, I mean, it, it might, cite, the startup might be... The startup might be costly, and then they're going to cite, oh, well, it doesn't make a lot of money because people don't come and watch it. And stuff like that. But it's just like, yeah, but it's just like, it's just like you realize how much it's like, it's like these people need to realize like how little it takes compared to other sports, like the money making sports. It's like, it's like all the people that you have to like all, all like you've got to ship 80 football players. I don't know if they, I, yeah, I know. You got to, you got to. 
80 football players, the equipment that it costs, the, you know, and... The, the supporting you know, personnel. Right. Or the amount of, like, you know, and football players are not going to go in a van to an event. They're going to take a bus. Yeah, rest, wrestlers, if you want. Yeah, wrestlers, if you want to, you can st- take two vans. We did that MOBAP. Yeah. Or a bus. Yeah. We took, we took, we would take one bus, whole team, one bus. It doesn't have to be one of those, those mega buses. Yeah, it wasn't a mega bus. It was like, a, it was like a Wrestling normal size school bus. But in football, you've got, you got to have your, your head coach. You've got to have your offensive and defensive coordinators. You got to have your quarterback coach. You got to have your assistant, you know, whatever coordinator. The trainers connected to it. Trainers. You gotta have your your water people, you know, um, Adam Sandler, uh, you know, all those different things, and um, you know, it's like Orange Coast College, you know, they can have a football team and the team does run. Do they win? They only ended up winning like one game this past season when I was looking. It's like you you could for one. For one for one football team, you could have like two or three other other sports. For one which team, actually, which surprises me how Fuller, Cal State Fullerton they don't have football. They had at one point, but the football team was cut long before the wrestling team. I know. Yeah, makes me wonder what they're doing with that stadium. Soccer, <laughs> soccer. They've got they've got soccer. They have soccer games. You know what's really infuriating is how I, you know, the, the, I've heard, now, I have not been back to Cal State Fullerton since I graduated, but um, I remember, you know, I did take, like, some uh, off-season, you know, they would have, like, a beginner off-season class for people who just wanted to, you know, do wrestling and stuff like that, and um, I heard, though, that that room, I think they took out all the maps like that. But then later I heard that the, the room where the team practiced in, it got converted into like a like a jujitsu room or something like that. So it's still got mats in it. Yeah, although I don't think it's wrestling mats. I mean, whatever mats they're using. Jiu-jitsu mats are the exact same thing. They yeah. probably get them from the same manufacturer. It's, it's inferior because there's a, there's a guy I know from SAC who actually taught classes he taught jujitsu classes at uh, Cal State Fullerton for a couple of years, and um, yeah, it's it's in fear. You know, it's like so they're gonna allow like some MMA courses and stuff like that, but it's like they don't have the decency to. And and I think people at this point they probably don't want to have anything. To, I, I'm I'm almost certain there's probably 